Hello and welcome to another episode. Are you trying to grow muscle or change your body shape? Are you frustrated? Do you need some tips? Do you need to know what works and what doesn't? Well, that's what I'm about to give you. How to cause muscle growth, stimulation, and of course, recovery so you heal from what you've done in the most optimal manner. So get ready because this is a jam-packed episode on muscle. Just remember, everyone is different. So some people will see results faster. Some people will see them slower. This all can depend on your genetics, metabolism, or countless other factors. So changing your body shape will largely depend on resistance training. But there's other cofactors like diet, stress, and sleep. That's what immediately comes to my mind. Remember these things as well when you set off to plan your new physique. It's not how quickly you change that matters. It's how far you're able to go without quitting. Don't accept mediocrity. Get in there and kick some fucking ass. When you're there, be serious. Be focused. And it, it doesn't just have to be at the gym. If you don't have a membership, maybe you have weights at your house. Apply the focus wherever it is you're doing your training, whether it's with free weights at your house, machines and free weights at the gym, maybe you're doing body weight exercises, you've got bands. There's lots of different things you can use, but focus. Very intense focus is what's going to bring results. Intense focus and effort. Everyone has their personal best that can be achieved. This is not to be compared to everyone else. There is only one you in this universe. Okay, like I said, free weights, machines, bands, body weight. All these things can give you a great workout. I've even done yoga classes that have kicked my ass. Yes, yoga. And for most meatheads, they say yoga's for pussies. No, try it. Flexibility, pliability is extremely important in muscle gains. Why, you may ask? Because your flexibility, your pliability of your muscles allows you to actually recruit more muscle fiber. If you're stiff, tight, and have a horrible range of motion, you're not going to get the best out of your workouts. So try and include some kind of flexibility training, some kind of stretching, even yoga. Yes, it can help. Building and sculpting your body can start young, it can start later on in midlife, or even in your elderly years. There is no limit to the benefits for resistance training at any age or for any gender. I'll say that again, for any age and for any gender. Resistance training is important 
for having a healthy, physically fit body that will fight the rigors of aging. Muscle tissue breaks down and wastes away as we age and our hormones start to decrease. Bone density goes down. Tendons and ligaments get weaker. The only way to fight all of this is through resistance training. It is one of the best ways to fight against aging. Yes, just simple resistance training. Doing something to physically keep your muscles, bones, tendons, and ligaments strong. And you know what? You're going to look a hell of a lot fucking sexier from taking care of yourself. That's a side benefit. You might just really love what you see in the mirror. Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, I don't want to look into the mirror and go, Oh, God, I'm a fat fucking slob. I've spent 20 years eating fucking donuts, McDonald's, and drinking sodas, and I've never lifted a weight or done any cardio or anything to take care of myself. I can't touch my toes. I can't even barely reach my dick. (laughs) I hate myself. I don't want to be that person. And if you are in that position, you can turn it around. I'm not trying to humiliate or cut down the person that is at that point. Although it might have just sounded like it. I'm just telling you I wouldn't want to be there. But if you are there and you change your mind, you can do anything. You can lose that weight. You can get yourself on the right track and start heading towards the road to your destiny of being a better you. The best you that's been hiding underneath that fat all these years. Then you're going to enjoy your life more. The better mobility that you have The ability to get around, the ability to lift things, the ability to be strong and full of vigor and tenacity. It'll improve any man or woman's life at any age. Again, I have to repeat that. So let's cover some basic things. Progressive resistance, hypertrophy, and hyperplasia. The only way to change a muscle's size and shape is to subject it to overload, resistance greater than it's used to. This forces your muscle to adapt. Every time you work a muscle, you create micro tears in the muscle fibers. Sounds horrible, but that's the way it works. Healing comes in two forms. Hypertrophy. That's where the muscle cell grows in size. Some people say hypertrophy. Some people say hypertrophy. Whatever way it's pronounced. It's just your muscle cell growing in size from the damage done. That's a good thing. We want hypertrophy or hypertrophy, whichever way you want to say it. Rarely, but it does happen, there is hyperplasia. This is where the cell actually splits off forming a satellite cell, another muscle cell, an identical twin of itself. Then you have a whole nother muscle cell 
That's what you really want. But that takes some really tenacious, intense, vigorous training. And for most of us, we'll just experience hypertrophy. The muscle cell swelling and growing, absorbing more nutrients, and then you'll notice the muscle getting denser and larger. And if you're lucky and you get into that groove where you know how to do what you need to do to tear that muscle down and really do some hardcore training, you will experience some hyperplasia where you form new satellite cells, completely new muscle cells. That's an awesome thing to accomplish. Make new muscle cells and keep them. So maybe it's your first time working out and you've heard about reps and sets and you don't understand what this concept is. So let's break down reps first. A rep is a complete cycle of an exercise movement, a contraction of the muscle followed by an extension, lifting the weight, lowering the weight again, like doing a bicep curl up and down. That's one rep. And then a set is a group of these repetitions. So you do 10 reps of a curl, up and down, up and down, 10 times, that's it, one set. You're going to do three sets of 10. So reps are 10, sets are three. It's pretty easy. So figure out how you're going to cycle your reps and sets when you set up your workout. Planning ahead is very important. Another thing, training to failure. It's an important concept that you need to learn. It doesn't mean training to a point of complete exhaustion, but it means continuing a set until you can't do any more repetitions with that weight without stopping to rest. What causes the failure? Well, basically, it's a result of gradual fatiguing of the muscle fibers involved. You simply cannot recruit any more muscle fibers to do the exercise. The process of contracting a muscle involves the process of oxidation of energy. It starts to burn. Your muscle does. It's why people say like burning calories. It's, it's creating heat by the release of energy when you exercise. Oxygen. Oxygen. Tongue-tied. Oxidation requires both a source of fuel, which that's ATP in your muscle, and oxygen. Whenever fuel or oxygen is in too short of supply, the muscle fiber can't contract anymore. It will replenish as you take a break and rest and recuperate. Now, the burning also is a leftover substrate called lactic acid. That's the waste product in your muscles. And that is flushed out as you rest and recuperate also. So, we're looking to hit failure on your sets. You don't want to do 10 reps that are easy. You want to get to about rep 8, and then it's a struggle for 9 and 10. That's working to failure. That's the way that you create the micro tears in the muscle that will create growth later on. 
a wonderful feeling you might be getting during this exercise is called the pump. Blood is flooding into whatever muscle you're doing a workout with. Let's say it's still the bicep curl. So the bicep starts to feel swollen and enlarged and very engorged with blood. The pump feels great. If anybody knows Arnold Schwarzenegger, he glorified the pump. If you've seen his video, Pumping Iron, he talks about it in a very hilarious fashion. He says, the pump to me is, it's like coming. And trust me, I am lifting weights and I am coming all day long, day and night. This is so great for me. The pump is wonderful. That's my best impersonation of Arnold in his interview and what he said on the pump. So enjoy the pump. It's a great sign you're getting flooded with blood into that muscle and it's working properly. You're getting benefit from the exercise. Love it. Enjoy it. Seek it. When you're setting up your sets, in general, bodybuilders, and I don't mean this to classify a bodybuilder as only somebody like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Mr. Olympia or whatever. All of us that are lifting weights are bodybuilders. But a very specific bodybuilder type workout is to isolate each different muscle group. Like, say, Monday will be chest day. Tuesday will be back day. Wednesday will be um, shoulder day. Thursday will be arm day. Friday will be leg day. Saturday will be abs, lower back, forearms, and calves. This is a breakup schedule that some people might choose. If you don't want to isolate your muscle groups like that, there's different ways. You can set it up where you do chest and back on Monday. Then maybe you do shoulders and arms on Tuesday. Then maybe you do legs and abs on Wednesday. Then you take a break on Thursday. Then on Friday, you repeat chest and back again. Then on um, Saturday, you do the shoulders and the arms. Then on Sunday, you're doing the abs and legs. There's so many different ways you can do this. You can also do it where you do a full body workout every time you go in. Maybe you split it up where on Monday you go in, you do one exercise for each body part. Chest, back, shoulders, legs, abs, and whatever else you want to do, and that's it. And then on Tuesday, you take a break. Wednesday, you come back and repeat another full body workout. Just the same. Then Thursday, you take a break. Then on Friday, you come back and you do that full body workout again. You see, the variety is infinite on how you can do this. You have to figure out what works best for you, what goals you're trying to achieve, and set up your workout program accordingly. If you want to achieve the most muscle gain, you want to tear down the muscle as much as possible, which is why bodybuilders isolate muscles into distinct groups for different days. That's why Monday may be just a chest day, and you're going to do 12 to 14 sets of just chest exercises. 
That way you demolish every single muscle fiber in the chest and it's going to need a full week to recover before you come back and do it again because you're going to be extremely sore from all the muscle fibers you tore. You need the time to heal so you can grow. Then you come back fresh, fresh the next week and you're ready to go again. If you don't want to be that extreme at tearing up the muscle tissue, you can break it down into more selective um, groupings like I told you previously. Doing full body workouts or selecting two or three body parts on a day to do and then skip a day and then come back and do that again on the next day. So all I'm expressing to you is it's infinite how you can stress the muscle in different forms and fashions. You just need to mentally set this up ahead of time. What body part am I going in to work out for the day? What body part am I going to go in and give my full attention, my full detail, all my intensity to on this given day? And what am I trying to achieve? Set up your sets and your reps in your head before you go in there or you're going to lollygag around. You're going to go in without a plan and you won't know what you're doing. You'll fiddle fuck around and you won't get shit achieved. And you're, you're going to never see anything. Six months from now, this bullshit idea you have of just going in and playing around in the gym or with your weights at the house or whatever you're doing, if you don't have a set plan, you're not going to know why you're not achieving anything. If you don't have a plan, you can't measure and see the growth. And it's just the detail that counts. The detail in the plan is what makes it available for you to conquer your objectives of growing the muscle or changing the shape of the muscle. So set up that plan intentionally Mentally sit down and do it or write it out ahead of time what your workout plan is going to be before you start the workout. Before you start the workout. You hear me? If you don't think this out before you start the workout, you will go into the gym or out into your garage or wherever your weight set is at. And when this workout begins, you're just going to start throwing shit around and you're not going to remember from day to day what you did. You're not going to know exactly how many sets, reps, what body part you did. And since it's random how you're approaching this, your gains are going to be very random and maybe you won't even get any. So think about it before you do it. I urge you to put thought into this so that you will get the maximum benefit for your effort. It's worth it, and it's the best way to do it. When you are in the midst of your workout, get a full range of motion. Let's think of a bench press. So, you unrack the bar, or maybe you're on a machine. I don't give a shit what you're on. You're starting with your arms fully extended. From that position, come as far back as you can 
before you press all the way back out to locking your arms. That's a full range of motion. If you come down halfway and stop and then press back out, that is not a full range of motion and you are not recruiting the maximum amount of muscle fiber during the exercise. Therefore, wasting much of your effort and time at the gym or again in your garage or wherever the fuck you're at by not doing it correctly. Now, in some cases, there's some exercises where partial range of motion is intentionally done. But right now, let's do full range of motion until we get into the more specific training methodology that may call for some partial ranges of motion. Now, think about the quality of the contraction. When you do a bicep curl, full range of motion, you drop that weight down, arm is fully extended, then you curl it all the way up, and at the very top, you can squeeze the shit out of your bicep, forcing a very intense contraction. Now, you want this intensity in the contraction because you get more muscle fiber involved, you get a better pump, and you get more out of every single rep that you're doing. So, there is a big difference in flinging the weights around, up and down, up and down, all around, and intentionally going from the bottom to the top and at the peak contracting as hard as you can to get the most out of the exercise you're not there to fuck off when you're working out it's for a reason so if you're gonna do it why do anything half-ass remember mediocrity sucks in everything you do don't give it 70% when you got another 30% in the tank go 100 Do it all the way. And your mind is such a powerful tool. Use it. Focus. Get the most out of every contraction that you can when you are doing your lifting. Now, one thing I'll tell you. This is very important. Warm up before you start whacking the shit out of your muscles. Say we're back on the bench press. Your first set... Do a lighter weight and get you about 15 to 20 reps that are comfortable to get the blood flowing, to get the tendons and ligaments warmed up and ready for the heavier load that you are about to throw onto it. Before any body part that you're going to train, warm it up a little bit with a set or two of lighter weight and some higher reps first. Not because you're an old fucking fart and you got to take care of your tendons and ligaments or something's going to snap and break and you're going to be screaming bloody murder. It doesn't have anything to do with being older. You get wiser as you get older. And a lot of times the thing to me is you're wiser because you did stupid shit when you were young. So if you're young, take it from an older guy. I'm in my 40s, warm up. Even when I was younger, I warmed up. The muscles, the tendons, and the ligaments before I did anything. 
One thing I was bad about is I never stretched when I was younger. Now I always stretch before I start my workout because I know the importance of it. So that's why I'm giving you some secrets right now. If you're a youngster listening to this, and I consider you a youngster if you're in your teenage 20, 20-year-old, 20 maybe uh, getting close to 30s age range, stretch before you work out and warm up. Warm up the muscle, the tendons, the ligaments before you start loading heavy weight onto any body part. Very, very important. Don't forget the warm-up. Next important point for you guys. Don't forget to breathe. That's right. Breathe. So many people have asked me, how should I breathe during an exercise? It should seem automatic. You know, you just relax and you let it happen. But that's not the way so many people do this. They hold their breath. During the contraction phase of your exercise, which would be, let's back, go back to the bench press. You lower the weight. That's eccentric. Then contraction coming back up. Boom, you're pushing all your air out. You're breathing in as the weight comes down. Then you're blowing it out. Some guys even scream, I'm over, because it might be a really heavy weight. Then they'll just do it because they were trying to attract attention. It works. If you're curling at the bottom of the exercise, the weight's down, far, arm fully extended, you're breathing in. When you come up, you breathe out. If you learn how to breathe correctly when you are contracting the muscle, explode out with your breath, you will have more push or pull or whatever it is that you need for the exercise. Your contractions will be better. The exercise will go better for you. You'll be taking oxygen in when you need it and exhaling as you're contracting the muscle, which will make you have a more explosive contraction. So don't forget to breathe, motherfuckers. You need oxygen. You are a human being. Unless there's an alien listening to this I don't know about. Now let's talk about some advanced principles to add intensity to the muscle growth. Different techniques that can make it more of an advanced exercise. Once you get a hold of the basics and you have your program down, then you need to find ways to intensify your exercises or make them more interesting or shock yourself because you become accustomed to the routine, the same program over and over. Okay, there's lots of different principles we can go over. Let's talk about partial reps. That's Continuing to do a partial rep when you are too tired to complete a full range of motion repetition, which we talked about earlier, the full range of motion, how important it is. It's a shock method, though. You can use it for almost any muscle in your body. And, of course, let's go back to something simple, a curl. 
Okay, you've done your curls tool. You can't get any more curls and you're holding a barbell. But you know what? You can lift it halfway. You can't get it all the way up, but you can get it halfway up. So from the bottom, lift it to halfway. Okay. To lift your arms to where they're horizontal. From straight down to a horizontal position, just halfway up. And keep cranking out reps that way. That would be considered a partial rep. But you know what? Those reps still count. So do them until muscle failure, which we went over. This is an intensity principle. Doing the partial reps. Now let's talk about negative reps. Whenever you lift a weight using contractile force of your muscle to perform what is defined as a positive movement, when you lower the weight, extending the working muscle, you perform a negative movement. Negative reps actually put more stress on your tendons and supportive structures than on the muscle itself. It's beneficial, though, because you want tendon strength to increase along with your muscular strength. To get the full benefit of negatives in your normal workout, always lower the weight slowly under control rather than letting it drop. That's the point of a negative. Use a curl as an example again. Curl the weight all the way up to your chest. You're holding a bar. Then slowly and controlled fighting the weight. Lower it back down. You turn around the positive. Flip that weight back up quick to the top. Slowly control the weight as it goes back down towards your waist. And your arms are fully extended. That is a negative repetition. You can do a full set of negatives this way. Or you might choose to do one set of negatives. You can use these intensity principles to vary your workout. Once you learn these different principles, you can throw them in anytime you want to add spice to your workout. To make it more interesting... To get more out of it, you need variety. You just want to stress your muscles, tendons, ligaments more. To see more growth. To gain more strength. Well, try these negative reps out. On a bench press, you press the weight up, arms straight. And then as it comes back down to your chest, you go as slow as you possibly can, fighting against gravity to keep that bar from coming down fast. You want to slowly let it down to your chest, then boom, press it back up. Now, you may not be able to do the normal weight that you do. Lower the weight because you're doing negative repetitions unless you have a spotter with you who can help pull the weight up and then you can drop it nice and slow. They'll pull it back up off you, lower it back nice and slow. And if you're on machines, it's even safer than free weights. You can do this with push-ups. When you do a push-up, you push yourself up let yourself back down to the ground as slow as you can. It's the same principle. You can do negatives with any exercise. 
There is actually a principle called the cheating method. That is right. You are allowed to cheat if you know how to do it. Now, when you see a guy in the gym and he's got a weight that's too heavy and he is simply sitting there rocking back and forth, throwing his body weight into it, leaning his head back, almost touching his asshole to try and get the weight up. He's obviously putting way too much body English into this exercise and not getting the full benefit of the curl for his biceps. So, if you want to cheat specifically, don't make a full set out of it, but maybe do controlled reps for 7 or 8 and you're going for 12. So, the last... Three to four reps, rock with it. Throw a little bit of back, shoulders, and legs into it to get the weight all the way up. If it helps you complete the set to 12 that you're going for, you may be able to lift a little bit heavier that way. This is a controlled cheating method. You don't want to do all of your exercises with the cheating method. It can be dangerous. It can get you injured because you're slinging stuff around that your body can't handle. If you're doing it to get a couple extra reps, the cheating method can help you do that effectively and it can be beneficial. But don't make it a habit of cheating with every single set and rep you do or you're going to look like a fucking moron and probably end up hurting yourself severely. So be careful with this one, but it is a technique to use, a valuable principle nonetheless. Now let's talk about the priority principle. What is the priority principle? It involves giving any area of your physique that is weak or lagging behind the others special priority in your workout schedule. It's necessary Because we all have weak points in our physique if you want symmetry. Nobody has a perfect physique, so just remember that. Some body parts will always develop faster and better than others, no matter who you are or how good your genetics may be. So, there's a number of ways you can use the priority principle. You can schedule a specific body part so that you train it immediately after a rest day when you're fresh, recuperated, and strong. That's one. Next, you can schedule a body part, work out at the beginning of your training session rather than later when you are more fatigued. That's two. You can also choose exercises specifically designed to achieve the kind of development you're looking for, size, shape, definition, etc. That's three. You can work on improving your basic training techniques to increase the efficiency and effectiveness of your workout. That's four. You can change your training program so that it includes extra intensity training for any lagging body part. Okay, that's number five. Now, to give you an example, say your calves are lagging. Well, how about instead of once a week training your calves, you decide to pepper it in throughout your workouts throughout the week? 
So maybe your calf day is solely on Saturday. Well, Monday, do whatever workout you're doing. Then at the end, do four sets of calves. On Wednesday, do whatever workout you have planned, but then finish with calves, four sets. Then on Saturday, you do your normal workout that includes calves. Then you've gotten three calf workouts in for the week. The other two were minimal. You only did four sets each day. Maybe you're going to do 10 sets on calves or 12 sets on calves on Saturday. That's just an idea of how you can do this. Maybe it's your biceps that are lacking. Maybe it's your glutes. You're a girl and you want to have a bodacious butt. So you need to throw in some extra squats on some different days. Or some hip thrusts or some lunges to make your butt more perky and beautiful. These are ways you can attack these muscles with a little extra intensity throughout the week to speed up the progress because they're lagging behind your other muscle groups. Got it? Good. Next, priority principle. I'm sorry, not a priority principle. Next, workout principle. We just went over the priority principle. The next principle is supersets. So valuable. Everybody that has lifted for a long time does supersets. It's any two exercises performed in a row without stopping. And then you add extra intensity to the workout by doing this. You can even do three sets in a row. That's actually called a giant set. But a superset, say, for example, would be I'm doing squats. I'm going to bang out 12 reps. Boom, done it. I'm not taking a rest. I'm going right into lunges, holding two dumbbells. I'm going to take 20 steps. 10 on my left leg, 10 on my right leg. Then after I finish the lunges, I take a rest. That's called a superset. That's a way to super fatigue and crush that muscle group to where you're getting more muscle damage and more muscle growth and you are growing faster, seeing more results quicker by using supersets. These are all advanced protocols. You may need basics first. I believe in basics first. But once you get past the basics, get to these. All these priority, I keep calling it priority principles, all these advanced principles I'm sharing with you can add intensity to your workout and make it easier for you to get gains in a muscle group that you want to see change. You want to see the shape or the size look different. You're like an artist working on a piece of clay. You're changing the shape of the actual human body, which is much more difficult. This is how you do it. Okay. Let's talk about the stripping method or the drop set. This is where you reduce the weight you are using as you begin to fail at the end of the set so you can continue on and do more repetitions. 
Example. Let's say, since we were talking about squats, I am doing a squat with 200 pounds. Okay, I do 10 reps. I am tired. Boom, hang it up. I've set my weights up so I can pull a weight off each side and I can keep going. I'm going to pull off 25 pounds on each side, which means it's 50 pounds lighter now. So now I'm doing 150 pounds. I try again. I get eight reps. That's all I can do. I've got it set up with 25 pounders on each side. So I go and remove another 25 off each side. That's another 50 pounds down. Now I'm doing 100 pounds. I go again. I can now do seven reps. Well, I want to go even further. So I pull 25 off each side again. That's another 50 pounds off total. So then I try again and I get five reps because I'm wasted. That's all I can do. That is a drop set. That is a way to fully recruit every single last muscle fiber that you have and waste every last one of them. A very beneficial training technique. Look into the stripping method or also known as the drop set. It's one of the most valuable training principles I know. One of my favorite crazy sets to do is the 100 rep set. Now, it's pretty easy to understand what a 100 rep set is since I've already told you what reps are and I've told you what sets are. Basically, if you pick up a weight to do curls, that weight you're going to do 100 reps with. You can also use the drop set method. Maybe you have a way of running down a rack. You start off with 30-pound dumbbells. Go until failure, then you go down to 20-pound dumbbells. Go to failure, go down to 10-pound dumbbells. Go to failure, go down to 5-pound dumbbells if you have to. But count the whole time. You're trying to get 100 reps no matter what. You don't stop. You can do a rest pause. That's a technique too. If the burning gets so bad, you have to stop and take a breath and let the muscle cool for just a second to recoup some energy. Maybe you're on 75 and just to get that 25 more reps, you have to rest pause for a second. 100 rep sets are awesome. It's a real challenge for your mind and of course for your muscle. Because lots of times you can get through these 100 rep sets just by sheer willpower, determination, and drive. Don't quit. Just keep going. Keep going. It's going to hurt. It's going to burn so fucking bad. You're going to want to scream and cuss. You want to drop the weight, but you just keep going. And when you're done, you're going to be so gratified by the effect and the accomplishment. This can work on leg presses. Um, it's more dangerous when you get into doing things like squats or deadlifts or something like that, but use common sense. 100 rep sets can be very valuable. So every once in a while, go all out and do a 100 rep set and 
this might be one of those principles you save for only if you have a training partner with you. Makes it a little safer, no matter what exercise you're doing. But you could combine the 100 rep set, like I said, with other principles like the drop set. Or it could be an assisted set where when you start to crap out, you have a partner help push you through it. Say you're doing your curls. Well, they can keep helping you flip that bar up. Every time you come down, they put their hand down there and help you flip that bar back up to keep you going. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. You got 20 more. 19, 18, 17. Keep going. That's what partners do. You can use that to your benefit. But 100 rep sets are freaking awesome. So there are some outstanding principles that I've just laid out for you. Some advanced principles for training above and beyond the normal training. So if you're really aching to take it to the next level or try and add some more intensity to your workout, some more variety, try these advanced principles. They work. They will make hypertrophy and hyperplasia happen, which is muscle growth. Change the shape, change the size, look more sexy, guy or girl, young or old. So now you've devastated yourself. You've done a phenomenal workout. You need to take care of recovery. Yes, Recovery is so fucking important. If you don't recover from your workouts, you will never see anything change. Some people do not give this the credit it deserves. You have to get good sleep. If you are training intense, then you need to get at least six to eight hours of sleep. Good sleep. Deep sleep. Make it a priority to shut down and give your body good sleep after intense workout days. So much of your healing happens during that sleep. Another thing that's very important is protein. You cannot build or change muscle size or shape without protein. In general, I tell most people, you need a gram of protein per pound of body weight. If you are an extremist, you want to be a professional bodybuilder, then you need 1.5 to 2 grams of protein per body weight. Which means, if you are a 130 pound woman, Get 130 grams of protein in. It doesn't all have to be from meat, fish, eggs, and so forth. You can use other sources like whey proteins, collagen, protein bars. There's different varieties of ways to get things in. Essential amino acids, branch chain amino acids, 
All these things can help you meet your protein requirements so that you can develop the muscle that you just tore up because tearing it up doesn't make it necessarily change. It has to heal. And if you don't provide an environment for it to heal, then you're fucked. You wasted all that effort. Don't get 50% recovery. Get 100% recovery. If you just assassinated your ass and legs doing squats, lunges, leg presses, leg extensions, hamstring curls, 100 rep sets, drop sets, you're fucking murdered. You goddamn can barely fucking walk. When you walked out of the gym, you almost fell off the curb just taking the step. It hurts to try and go for the toilet to sit down. Okay. You better be getting some damn good sleep so those muscles can heal and you can see the change. You can gain the benefit. Makes sense, don't it? But if you didn't know, you might not do it. So I'm stressing this. Get your rest in. Get your protein in. Some other things that can help. Sauna. The heat from the sauna can help with heat shock proteins that are released that are great for taking down the swelling a bit and increasing the recovery of the muscle tissue. Plus, sauna also helps you shed out toxins through sweat. And it increases your blood flow. Blood flow increases your oxygen and nutrient um, movement in your body, which is going to bring fresh Oxygen and nutrients to the muscles that are damaged. Another thing that can help if you're really sore is cryo. Or an ice bath. But you don't want to do it immediately afterwards. You need to let some of the soreness set in. I would say do cryo. Or an ice bath, not immediately afterwards, but maybe an hour or two afterwards. Let the process start taking place. Let your body know that it's hurt and it needs to start repairing before you numb out all of the inflammation that is occurring. There's also a simple way to do it. If you don't have saunas or cryos or ice baths and all that bullshit, hey, one way that's wonderful, great way to relax Get a piping hot bath and throw some magnesium salts in it and kick back and chill out in that hot bath. Then your sore muscles can relax. You'll increase your blood flow. The circulation brings oxygen and the nutrients to the muscle while it gets a chance to float in the water and relax. And you get a little bit of relief from that soreness. So, that's how you go about recovery. And all of this muscle we're looking to gain, or strength we're looking to gain, it can have so many reasons behind why you're doing it. You could want to improve your ability at some sport you're playing. You could need more strength for a physically demanding job that you have. Maybe you just want to have better overall health and fitness. That's the number one reason in the world right there to do it. 
overall better health and fitness, better longevity, not a longer lifespan, but a better health span to be healthier, longer. If I'm going to live to 80 years old, then I want to be fully functional, vibrant, and healthy doing whatever the hell I please because my body is not a prison cell. I've taken care of it by going to the gym or working out at the house or doing whatever to keep me physically fit instead of nothing. Maybe you want to gain some muscle mass. Maybe you want to lose some fat. They both can be done by resistance training. That's right. It's not just for gaining muscle mass. You can burn fat while you are lifting weights. It's a calorie burner. You get your heart rate up. You burn lots of calories when you are doing something physical like resistance training. Maybe you just want to create a more devastatingly attractive, sexy fucking body. So you love what you see in the mirror and so everybody else will be tripping when they walk by looking at you. Maybe you want to walk down the street and cause fucking car wrecks because you're so fucking smoking hot. Or you could have a injury. Maybe you're just doing this to rehabilitate something that's hurt. <laughs> a little more modest reason. No matter what the reason Everybody should be doing resistance training of some form or fashion. You got to find a way to fit this into your lifestyle, because if you do not use it, you've all heard this. You fucking lose it. Use it or lose it. And remember, Rome was not built in a day. Don't expect something to happen overnight. Be diligent. Be steadfast. Don't give up. Keep going. Once you start your program this is what matters. Continuing to show up day in, day out, no matter what. If you do that and you are serious about what you're doing, in six months, you won't even know who that person is you look back at and see in the photos. You will be extremely happy with what you have achieved. I promise you. And then in a year or two, there's no telling where you could be. Like I said, we all have our personal best. And you can reach your personal best if you try. If you don't do anything about it, you'll never fucking see it. Come on, get up off your ass and make a commitment to being the best you that you can be. This will translate over into other parts of your life. It will complement everything. I promise you, you won't regret it. So that's it today. Everything about muscle growth, stimulation, and recovery. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And thanks for hanging in there. Of course, always, I ask as a favor... If you're listening and enjoying, please rate the podcast. And if you do that, go ahead and leave a review. It won't take that long, and I'd greatly appreciate it. And it'd help more people find this podcast so it can grow. So I can keep doing what I'm doing right now. So help a brother out. 
And also, another little favor to ask, tell a friend. If you enjoy this, like I said, somebody you know probably is like you and would enjoy it as well. Tell them about it. Get somebody else to give it a listen. That would help me out too. And that's all I can ask. Other than that, I am thankful you showed up to listen today. Grateful as always to all of you out there in podcast land. Love you. Take care. And I'll see you on the next episode of Keeping It Real. Keeping It Real. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. Please do all of this at your own